How's it, everyone? Welcome back to Words Words Speak. This podcast, episode three, is proudly brought to you by Poison City Brewing. These guys have four fantastic beers. On every single episode, we drink their Durban Poison Lager, which is a cannabis lager. Sadly, to the stoners out there, no THC. Uh, so it doesn't get you high, but it does leave a nice warm feeling in your tummy. So if you can just close your eyes for a second. Imagine coming out the water from like Indonesia, Bali, nice warm water. You land up there on the sand. And someone puts a drink in your hand and you take a sip. And in that moment, you just realize that everything's going to be okay. That drink is not a Corona. It is not a soul beer. That drink is a Durban poison. Drink it and you'll find out why. Feel it. <laughs> I'm there, bro. I'm on the beach in Bali. <laughs> wow. I'm ready to go on holiday now. Um, anyway, episode three of Words Words Speak. Shamlin Biggie Hendrix. He's nicknamed Biggie because um, he bears a bit of resemblance to him. Um, he's big. He's a big man. Uh, if you watch the podcast, you'll see what we mean. So do go check us out on YouTube there. Um, basically, we got Biggie on because he uh, has grown up in Manenberg, which is a community in, in the Western Cape, uh, Cape Town area. And he sort of grown up surrounded by the gang culture that is that is quite strong in that area and more recently you probably would have heard on the news that the army and the military has been moved in there to sort of keep the peace between all the gangs so it was very good to sort of get an insider's perspective on that and see how it's influencing like everyday life and how it's changed from how we remembered it to be Um, and he's actually taken some very cool steps to try and make it you know return to the way that it was and how he remembers it yeah. Um, so this podcast is filled with a lot of the crazy stories or the things yeah. that he's experienced while growing up in Mannenberg, as well as the major difference he's trying to make in this community, which is such an inspiration to mm. both me and Mark. Yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll check you next week. Cool. Shake and bake. the first time i met you i was trying to like parallel park my car and you were sitting between two cars and you were sitting between those two cars you had your headphones on you were rocking and you were smoking what may or may not have been a joint and <laughs> i was like, I was like this dude won't move <laughs> i was like what a prick <laughs> then i got at the car and i was like like flushed me and you're like what's up man i was like Hey, man. <laughs> oh, this is kind of weird. Nah, but I don't, I don't know if you remember that, bro. I do yeah, remember so. that, my bro. And that was the thing, my bro. It was nice, man, because when I came here, it was empty, to be honest with you. When I came here, it was empty. Yeah. I was like, yeah, is the other companies coming here or whatever, man? And then... Yeah, come Uniskai. I was like, okay. And then yeah. you started parking that yeah. side. And, and we were like, the only company there for a while as oh, well. So just the two of us. And that was my part. Like, nah, I need to click with people, man. Yeah. Not, not, not. We don't, we don't need to get personal, but business connection also. I can have something you need. Like a, a ampage. You can have something that can ampage me. We can, we must have that connection, man. That like was this. my idea. Are we? Yeah. Are we, guys? I'm here. <laughs> so, like, we never chatted for a while. There was always the head nod of the WhatsApp. And oh, then yeah. what happened is you started chatting a lot to Mark, my oh, colleague. Yeah. And oh, yeah. you guys started chatting a lot more. And then Mark started taking his lunch breaks, hanging out with you, oh, yeah. eating together. And he just started coming back with the most fascinating stories about like you and Manenberg and what you're getting up to that side. And oh. I just thought it'd be such a great opportunity to bring you on and get your whole story and what's actually going on that side. Because... We can see now the army's just moved in and I don't really know what's happening. Mark doesn't really know what's happening. Really, what's happening, Mark? (laughs) To be honest, guys, I don't even know what's happening. (laughs) Has it ever been this bad? I mean, you were born born in Mannenberg. Oh, yeah. And the army, as long as I lived, I never saw the army at the state in Mannenberg. And that's when I realized that you're... My place is starting to get to get to that end, man. Yeah. And I don't want that, like, like re- really, my bro. I don't want it to get to that end because this was such a lovable place, and the the, the love, everything, the spirit was so hype. 
back then when you when you hear you're going to Manenberg, I remember when my cousins used to live in Malibu, which is in Blue Downs. Yeah. They used to get excited when they come visit Manenberg. Because shit, Manenberg is a high place. They know it's gonna be games playing outside on the pitch there, playing some Nikki's, some hiding. Nikki's is a game where it's two group guys. Uh, two groups, no, two teams, where the one is a bowler. And the, the one who's bowling, uh, like him or her team, is fielding. Okay. So the other team is the team that's going to kick the ball. So when I bowl to you, I have to shout out your name like Christian. Then I bowl it to you and then you kick it as far as you can and start running. That's how you collect points. But my team's nick is to catch you out or start throwing you out while you start. It's almost like a cricket game. Oh, so it's not with a cricket ball. Almost like a cricket. No, it's a, we played with a soccer ball. Oh, okay, cool. But it was like cricket, but without a bat. Okay. And I liked it. And, and I, I can understand the community, but were you born into it with it being a dangerous place or did it get dangerous over time? Um, I was born in a dangerous place, man. But back then it wasn't so dangerous because back then gangsters used to fought with, with bricks and the, uh, the trash bunlet. Yeah. The bunlet, the, we had that black buns. No, back then it was the, the iron buns. With the with the lids on. Yes. They used to they used to have gang fights with that. And bricks and the stones and all that. And and then it just how can I say, as I grew up it just evolved, man. Like I wouldn't say technology took over, but the the, the, the society, social media, the world, our place got influenced by the whole world and that's where guns came in, all these rifles. And that's how it became dangerous because now you can put it in any child's hand. And did your were your parents quite good at protecting you from actually knowing what was going on in Manenberg growing up, or did you always know, like from a young age, that hey, that like this is the usual for guys to be hitting each other with bricks? And I, uh, I grew up. Knew, knew, I didn't. I won't say I didn't know it, but I knew it. I didn't want to admit it. Yeah. To admit that my place was this bad, but. I started realizing because I had friends, like tight friends, and all my friends just started departing, 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 departing. At what age did you guys start? start that? They started at the, my first friend that departed from us was like at grade three. At grade yeah, three. And like we nine. And, and he went to go live at someone, somewhere else in Manneburg, and we never saw him again. And that's just how his life Get, got messed up, man. You didn't know what happened to him? I saw him now the other day. He's like, he's messed up, man. He's crazy. He's delusional. He's on drugs, man. But I don't know how it, it got there. And it was actually sad to see him like that. Because he came up to me and said, like, man, bro, do you have some loose chains? But he doesn't remember me, man. And I was like, yo, my bro, we used to be tight back then. What happened? Like, you don't remember me anymore. Am I a new guy or do I look like a foreigner or something? But, and then I about, and then, how can I say it? At grade seven, that was 13. And that was like 20, 20, 2009. That's when I lost my first friend. They shot him. And he, he was a gangster. He made that decision and... That's how I knew, man, because... Did you know he was a gangster? Did you he know became he... one. He became one. Yeah. He started the gang. He was still a young a young lad, young dude, want to be the hustle on the streets. It's almost now, it's a cool thing to yeah. start hustling, slinging, whatever you want to start hustle. But for me, it was like, I, that's how I realized because I saw my friends going all the bad ways and I was like, nah, man, I need to make, do the good, be the good person. Not, not... I don't, for me, it's not about rich and fame. It's about keeping the people that I know I grew up with still on, on my level, man. And then, how can I say life happened, man, Christian? Life happened. And that was how I realized, man. And I, I, I understand from a sense of you, like, yet that, that ethical, moral side to you that stopped you from moving into that gangster kind of life. But at the age of 13, you always do what your friends do. And so did you get, did you get approached often to come join the gangs? Did it ever appeal to you? Even in the slightest sense. 
to be to be honest, real honest with you, I was approached one once, like I was approached once, and that was a crazy day because I came out of school. I was on high school still, uh, in in the school the school in Manenburg called Phoenix Phoenix High. It was crazy, man, because I was approached by these guys that were like, just like, "Hey, man, uh, Shamlin." It was like Shamlin. I was like. What's happening? That's that's Mariona and Shamlin. Okay. And then they were like, Shamlin, you're a young blood, man, bro. In your blood, the this, how can I say? It's part of your blood to become one. You get what I'm trying to say? Because yeah. I'm 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 not I'm family related, but part of these guys also. Yes. Away, but I told my uncle. I approached my uncle and I was like, man, this crew of guys just approached me now and they were like, hey, my bro, you need to stand out now. It's time to become a soldier and that type of shit. And then my uncle, my uncle got so upset because back then, my dad always told him, man, to look after me and my dad died when I was one was now. And that's, we, he, he stepped in as a father figure and he just came there and smacked the guys around and like, nah, don't ever ask this guy to join the gang because... This is someone different, man. Yeah. He is he's not used to this. He can't be part of this because he wasn't born to be this. And that's where how can I say like I just realized, man, that not not to join them, but I, I'm trying to change their minds also, man. Yes. You get know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh to make it like a safer place because why the reason joining a gang is you're standing for something that's not yours. You're standing for a, th- a turf, like they call it. This is my ground. But it's council ground. It's government ground. It's not yours. Yeah. So, yeah, but I was approached once. And you just said you lost your father when you were one. Um, if your mommy asking, was it gangster related? Yes. He I was a gangster, but he had friends, man. Also, he had friends. He had to make a, a de- not a decision yet. He was a supervisor at the magazine company in Cape Town. Yeah. That's closed years ago. That was called the, the National Magazine. But in Afrikaans, it's called the Nationale Tijdskrift. He was the supervisor there. And he had, he had to, how can I say, he lived in two worlds, man. Because he had the corporate life, like the working life. But back home, he was the third guy. The gangster man, because of his friends, he loved his friends so much because they grew up together. Yes, and that was his thing. His thing was like he doesn't care about what you have and what you do. I'm still your friend, but it, it, how can I say it's it, he got involved and that's how he died. Shit, man. And so like that was your uncle's. So like that's why your uncle was so str- held like such a strong belief of trying to. Like stop you from getting into that life. Yeah, like they always get me, man, and they, they, they some of uh, like my one uncle always tell me, man, like he's proud of me, of the person I became, and I'm like, yo, my bro, I became no one. You're still proud of me. Like for me, it was like I, I have nothing behind my name, but you're proud of me. But I asked him one night, and he was like, you know what? The reason why I say that, no, you have, how can I say, at any second. You can take that decision and become one of us, basically. Yes. But you, you're so strong, man. You, you say no, you reject it. Yeah. Because you know that's not your life. But so, sorry to cut you off. So, going back to what you're saying about, like, starting to get approached from the young age, what would the jobs almost be of the young guys that are moving into the gangster kind yeah. of life? Would they be runners would they have so, to take out tasks? What was the um the basically duties? how they how they how they approach you, no, it's like it's it's crazy, man, because it, I, 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 I came to notice this everywhere, man. This is how it starts. You live in a in a family of twenty kids, single parent, life is tough for you. The gangsters are sitting on the corner having some nice beers, some good bottles, good clothes on. That's how they approach you because they know your life is tough. And then when they get you in, they maybe sort you out with some clothes, 
some money for the home, which is, it's kind of a good thing because you're providing for your family, but illegally, which is not good. Mm. And now also, but they've but given now you stuff. Are so we, and then you, stuff and after you. a while, you're going to have to start running. Like, go out for missions. You start becoming a hitman because you're still young. So would the hitman start from a lot young age? It starts like that because when you're at a young age below 18, you can't go to jail. That's how it, that's how it works. That's how I realized and I, I found out it like that. So you're saying most, they try make most the hitmen, the lattes under 18? Oh, yeah. Sure. I thought it was the small stuff, like running parcels and packages. Uh, 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 it happens like yes. that. That happens. That happens. That's part of your, it's like you're casual. You're casual now. You're a casual worker, so you got to run out for that. It starts like that. You start selling weed, crack, whatever you start selling. And it just escalates. And once you get permanent, basically, when you get permanent, then, man, you've got the responsibilities now. So when you said uh, they initially they approach you, they provide you with clothes, is there any initiations you get in? Or or is that um, a myth? You, uh, that, that, that's that's how it works, man. That's it's not uh, it, it's a myth, but that that's just how they get the kids like that because they know you from a poor background. You don't you you can't get work anywhere. So is there no such thing as initiation? No. And in Manenberg, is that mostly the twenty sixes or the twenty eights? Ah, we don't. Uh, can't talk it doesn't. About it. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work about numbers. Okay. So these independent games. Are we, like, you know, you know, if you go on YouTube, Google, you can see there's the odd livings, there's the Americans. Where there's... you got gangs in Cape Town? Oh, yeah. They're all over the news. So it's independent. It's, it's, it's based on names. Here we go. And are they allies? Like the twenty sixes are cool with the Americans. Uh, and 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 if it if you if you when it when it comes to the names, it's where all numbers goes, man. What do you mean? All numbers like twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. They're all in one gang. They're all in one gang together, but in jail, that's where you start departing. But outside, it's not. It's it's a name, man. To say it like that. Yeah, I understand that, but you but say they, like outside the they cool with each terms, other. Like like if you if you're in one gang, I'm a twenty six and you're twenty seven. Yeah. But we're in one gang. We have to work together because we we're, we're under one name. Okay. But we're, so who would you say the biggest rivaling gangs are in Cape Town? Uh I don't know in Cape Town, but in Manenburg it's the hard livings and the Americans. And is there a way to identify if a guy's a hard living or an American? Is there certain tattoos that they have or we, clothes uh, that they wear? You can see there on Google, the American shop is like an A with a U in it and uh, the tattoo. Are we, and okay. the hard livings is like a British flag. You get a British flag tattoo? Are we, for the hard livings. What you getting there, Mark? Yeah. And so most of your mates, which gangs were they going across they, to? They went to the one day by me, man, which is the Odd Livings. Okay. I love there. You see, that's how they pick up also. That's the ensign. Okay. The firm. You see there, the firm. Would you say that this this whole gangster lifestyle in cape town would you say it's it's like exaggerated or is it actually as bad as people are making it out to be back then it used to be exaggerated back then it was exaggerated because for me personally i i can vow that manneberg was a a good place it's still a good place it's still good in that place but as, as as time went on that's how dangerous it became because kids are getting involved now, the young ones. So that's how it became 
dangerous. So now it's very dangerous. Because, you know what? No, one day I got, uh, almost got, I almost got robbed. One day I almost got robbed. But it was by this lighty man. He was just like, yeah, give me a turin. Like, turin. My bro, I don't have money for you. He's like, my bros, give me a turin. I was like, what the f- <laughs> what the hell, my bro? This guy have a gun. He's like, oh, hey, was give me a turin. I'm like, nah, my bro, man. You still young for this? I had to talk to him some scenes in his mind to stop doing what he's doing. And he's like, I was, I will, I will round him about by grade seven or six. He's still a lighty. And that's, <laughs> it's mad. But so, I mean, growing up in Manenburg, you must have some crazy stories, especially like in your high school years when you actually started seeing what was going on. I mean, before the podcast, we were speaking about how dance moves turn into a... Oh, weird. <laughs> the, 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 that turned to a... Because that was a... It's becoming now... the. I can say it's coming back because now this new genre they creating this um com music yeah. Which is um, DJ Tira, them, this famous artist, making this Kwaito music. So the culture is coming back to our, our areas where the lighties is going out to challenge each other in dancing. That used to be back then like that, but we used to do it break dance back then. Okay. We were like popping, locking, that type of stuff. But like the party rock anthem. Are we? And that, no, that's, that's Mark was saying he's so good at that. So we'll definitely get Mark to do it at some point. Are we? Thanks, yeah. Mark. I, will, yeah. I would like to see it. Yeah. Are we? I need that guy like, oh, you're killing me, man. Just hang on. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Mark's Come got on, a problem man, over I here. Need you. <laughs> I need you, man. My assassin. Are we? But yeah, man, like, <laughs> and that's how our culture needs to come back again, basically for me, man. Because back on school, my bro, it was it was a cool. It, it, school was good. School was gefaarlijk. School was gefaarlijk, but which means dangerous to the English people. Now, nah, sorry, there's two meanings. Gefaarlijk is yeah. good, and also dangerous. Uh, okay. So it's in the scenes I say, I like yo. This is gefaarlijk. Okay. And then you like, yeah. oh, gefaarlijk. But now I'm like, <laughs> my bro, Mark, or Christian, don't drive your car, or don't go that way. It's gefaarlijk that side. Yeah. I'm like, know? ah, gefaarlijk. <laughs> nah, but when I, and then you'll be like, sweet, but I mean, man, it's gefaarlijk in that area, which is dangerous, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> but yeah, man, but you're once they, 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 they started, we started, on school, one year, we had a, 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 how can I say, gang fight, a stone gang fight with the other school. That was mad. Because that's, I won't say that's, uh, that's where it all starts, but that's where different kids start meeting each other. Because my father can be a gang leader. Your father can be a gang leader of my father's rival. Okay. And then I get you there. I'm like, Shinzo, you see Christian? Yeah, I can get you now, my bro. I'm going to beat you up now, man. Da, 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 da. Then it's a whole fight stuff, my bro. That's how, that, that's how it starts getting now because kids follow their father because your father is the man of the house. He's, he's your role model, especially as a son. Yeah. So when your role model acts like that, you think, oh, that's me in the future, man. So I need to start acting up now. Seems like. So how did that stone fight happen? <laughs> Simply it happened because one school came over to our school, no, and it was like, it was this way we start, how can I say start, we, we, we had paint and start covering each other with paint. Like okay. it was this end of the year type of stuff, matric. Not yeah. matric, we were grade nine, but the matrix did this. Okay. And we were like, oh, we're going to join this shit. We start joining here. This other school, Silver Stream, also in Manenburg, comes to our school. And they didn't come with pain. They came with stones. <laughs> and they were like... <laughs> How did they get that wrong? <laughs> and, nah, but for me, it was like, what? Why are you guys coming with stones? And we're like, yeah, we are to kill. We are to put you guys down. We are to show you Silver Stream. We're better than Phoenix Silver Stream. Oh, yeah. They made a noise, Christian. It was like, oh. 
and then all he had was paintbrushes. Are we not? <laughs> there were stones laying around, yeah. but it was for me like, shit, man. I have, I'm here to paint each other, but we on this episode and scenario, we need we we need to become Spartans now, Mevru. <laughs> like we have to be that 300 Spartans. Yeah, so what ended up happening? Oh, we and then we it went down. The cops came afterwards, and it was like, uh, we we weren't we weren't the course that was. They came to 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 chase Soulstream away. The school, the other schools, yeah. kids. They came there and then after school they started escorting us. They threw them. My one friend with the brig against his against his head. He had like a bum deal. Yeah, it was bad. Who did that? The other school, the cops. Oh, we, oh they they threw over the fence. <laughs> we were inside the school. They were outside, but they were so how can I say so aggressive, my bro. Yes. Like it would have you 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 would have think that time it would be like shit. They're gonna break this fence down. Yeah, we want Phoenix. We want Phoenix. Ah. And then, so that's a bit of a funny story. Oh, but yeah. Did you ever find yourself in like a life threatening? I was, yo, four times, no, three times I was in a crossfire. Which is the first I was in, uh, at school, I was seeing this um, psychology um, teacher. We, we, we just, we, we spoke, man. I was like, how can I say, not depressed, but I was in a very. Down mood, man, because of this that's happening. Because that's that's that year that was grade ten, that was grade ten, which was, say, two thousand and twelve or thirteen. Yes. Twelve or yeah, twelve or eleven. And then, I asked, I went to go see this um psychology at school, this teacher, and we were talking. That was like after school. But that was based on my own moods that I had about this whole situation where gang violence is breaking out so bad. And then this, it was on a Thursday, late afternoon, I can still remember, it was like half past four. We came from school and when we, uh, we just, how can I say, we came off from the highway, which we're going now into Manenburg. Our school is on the highway. So we come from the highway in Manenburg and we, she just basically stopped. Because it was like over the car. And I was like, what the fuck? And I told her, like, ma'am, you need to you need to put some gas in this car now. We need to get we can't stand here because knowing Well she just frightened. Yeah, because she's not used yeah. to this. And I was like, Miss, you need to start battling, battling. She's <laughs> like I'm like, what Miss, let's go. We can't stand here because knowing Innocent people is going to get hurt. Yeah. At this moment now. Since the innocent people, I'm the innocent child that's going to get hurt because these guys don't know how to shoot, man. So therapy almost killed you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and I never went back. To be honest, I was like, nah, I'm done with psychology. Shit. I no, she's got a therapist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I was, and when I came home, she was still frightened. And I was like, yo, miss, next time, please, man. You can't stand still in the middle of a gang fight. Yeah. That doesn't happen. One night, the, the second time, me and my mother, we came from her house. Uh, so I live by my auntie. My mother lives like, say, 10 minutes away. So we came from her house. And that was like a, actually a crazy thing because that happened like we came. We, my house is like just, say, five minutes down more. Yes. You know? And we, she brought me halfway to say goodbye now. And I'm like, no, I'm safe, mom. You can go back home. I can walk. This is my this is my hood. I live here. So yeah, if I walk further down, I know everyone. So it's fine. Mm. She's like, okay. Hugging, what, what. Before we say our goodbyes, my brother, this car start, he just stopped here at the back. Like, so, just so at the back of us now. And he just gun out. He started shooting in this alley at the back of us. There's an alleyway, the staircase. The so this is not happening just behind you? Just behind us, my bro. You know what I did? My, mo my, my guys, I don't believe in stop and, and f fall down. I don't believe yeah. in that, to be honest, because I don't trust that shit. Because this guy's like, da, da, da. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they can control the guns, but I, my first thing was like, I fled, my bro, I want to go home. And then my mother was just like pulling me into this other alley where we were standing there. I was like, yo, mom. What the fuck? What just happened now? 
And she's like, you can't run home because this car is going to go further. And that guy was continuing shooting the whole time. Like about, for, so you can say two yeah, minutes, two minutes, three minutes. Think like that so quickly. But for me, it was like, I want to go home. And she was like, no, you can't run home because this guy is going to drive. And he's seeing you running. He's going to start shooting you also because why are you running? Because worldwide, they say when someone is shooting, you need to fall down. Yeah. But why are you running? That means you're one of the rivals. You're running with something. Why are you running? You but see? you still run. I, I wanted to run, maybe, yeah. because I think my home is the safest place. Okay, but now I want to know what happened on the third time. Because I want to know if you listen to your mom's advice or if you ran. No, my bro, the <laughs> third time, my bro, that happened. At my, we were at my girlfriend's place. Are we? We were chilling there, my bro, and we just came. We went to the shop. We do, do the shop, and when we came back home, we came back home, and then we just saw like yo, this guy's coming. They get out of the car, man, each one, my bro, with a pistol, and they're like, nah, but we, I didn't, I didn't really understand because there was a yard open, so I just jumped in the yard. <laughs> okay. But they were shooting on this other guy, and of course, like they shot someone, they 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 hit someone, an innocent person. And that was like mad because the, the, the people they were focusing on to shoot, they didn't get, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. They got the people, the innocent people. And that's, that's always my conflict. I don't mind gangsters having gang violence and that type of stuff. But you can't start shooting and start eating innocent people because, my man, that person is a hardworking person. That lady has a family at home. She's got five kids that she's providing food for. That uncle, he's the only one working in his house and he's got this only, this job that is maybe constructor or whatever, but he's the breadwinner in the house, but now you're killing that person. And that, I mean, that was my three experiences, but I was never eat yet. <laughs> Lucky me, but oh yeah, I got robbed twice in my place. Once I, I got robbed, I, I went back to go fetch my stuff because I got robbed. It was midnight, but I went to go. My, I had to go to my uncle's, to be honest. So I, is it a thing like at night, even you being from Manabek, you don't walk? I'm not, and I couldn't understand that. It's not safe. Even now, you won't walk? Not, no, now, I, now it's basically on this level now. You can only walk during the day. You can't walk through. Once it gets dark, you need to start panic. And it never used to be like that. Me, bro. I used to. I'm, I'm a guy now. Back then, I used to love walking in my place. That's how I used to be. I go visit friends. Whoever my schoolmates, I go visit you. I take a walk. I was that friendly guy. But now, it's on that level. You can't walk, me, bro. Because you need to fear. Either they're going to rob you. Or some stray bullet is just to come flying to your head, bah, dead. Or you're going to be in a crossfire or something bad is just going to happen during the night. Which It's almost like devils, devils launching in during the night. What's this, man? No, uh, that's in uh, uh, Bishop Levis or Elsie's. So is this like they drive like this and then just... Are we... Did, I get, did that guy get taken out? Cheek there. So he's shooting back there. Are we? How close is Mannenberg to this place? Yo, we're still quite far. This is, uh, that, I think that's Labus, no? Yeah, it's Bishop Labus or Yarsis, one of the two. But that's like, True. like you can say that's a 20 minute or 15 minute drive from our house. Till the. Yeah. Are we? Yes, I would have done it in a like, less of a bright car. Check the district. Bye, got that one guy. He's going to fall now. Bah. Yeah, that one is lengthy. That's how it happens. One night I came home from work, maybe Christian also. I came home from work like a minute when I just came in. A car, a car just came by and started doing a drive-by. Like a minute when I just came in my house and locked the door. You just hear, gone. I was like, yo, jeez, a minute. Like, what the hell? Like, what if I just came a minute later? What would have happened? 
that's that's my that 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 that's in the minds of our people now. What if I come a bit later at home? What if this? What if that? They live in fear, man. Yeah. And so I don't like we got Manenberg, you have Mitchell's plane, you have Kaya, Leecher, Kaya Mundi. What's what for you would you rate like the most dangerous town within Cape Town? Mitchell's plane is dangerous. Mitchell's plane is the most dangerous part of the dangerous one, Mitchell's plane, yeah. Because a lot of killings is happening there and there's a lot, a lot of young fellas. Okay, I'll see what Mark, I mean, you Mark see the, up, yeah. Mitchell's plane. Where's Munnenberg? Yeah, so you guys didn't even make it on the map, bro. You see, but then it's going to come on that bus nowhere. It's going to get to that mode where I don't want it. You see, Google Leto is part of, Google Leto is just next to us. Okay. Google Leto is next to us. There where it's like cream, like that camel color next to the red. That's us. Okay. So we're near to the red, but we're not in that red lifestyle. See me just playing for Luppy, Delph, Mvuleni. Yeah. Yeah. Cryfontaine is also getting bad now. Cryfontaine is where my brother lives. And that, he lives in North Pine. He lives in North Pine, which is a very quiet estate. But like, just a main road apart, that's where Cryfontaine is. Sure. And that's where the shooting happens. And so now, since the army's moved in, are you feeling a lot safer? Is it just a lot more hostile now? Or are you saying that, would you say it's making a positive difference? To be honest, Christian, I'm actually not happy the army's in. So even as unhappy as you are with um, Manenberg? I'm even, um, even like... The, I'm I'm already unhappy un, unhappy of the happenings happening in my place. Now the army is getting involved. Uh, should I be happy? Why? I'm not happy because we're on that level where we have to get the military state in to start controlling our community. This is like an Africa type of thing. That Mahatma, what's that guy? What's that guy? Mahatma Gandhi. Not Mahatma Gandhi. Um, 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 um. In Congo, what's that guy's name? Uh, the rebels versus the army. Another guy's name. I forgot his name. Shit, I forgot his name. But yeah, funny way, like Google. <laughs> Are we? Uh, Are we? Yeah. No. I'll get his name again. <laughs> but anyway, we're getting on that level. We, we, our rebels is, is going to start fighting the army. Because stated in the daily voice now the other day, it said the, and it was written in the daily voice that Manimber gangsters say they are not scared of the army. Now what does that state? They are ready for war. And what that, what, 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 the, what the outcome of that war is going to be, it's going to affect people like me. People like my mother, people like my neighbor. People everywhere in Manenberg, it's going to start affecting them. Working people, because you can't work, go to work. You can't, you're scared to come home from work. Because, shit, the rebels is going to start gang fighting the army. Has there been any instances yet? It's a bit quiet now. Okay. It, it, it's a bit quiet, but now it's becoming on that verse. Like Saturday, Saturday I was standing on the corner. I was just standing there smoking a cigarette. And then the army came and this two police vans came in front of the army truck. That's just down the road by me, by the by Manneberg Pools. So they were just standing there road, doing a roadblock. But... They roadblock the foreigners, which is the Somalians and the Nigerian people, which have their own tuck shops in our community. Yeah. They roadblock them. So they pulled off this one Somalian guy and they started searching him and his and his and his and his and his bucky. That's there by Nyanga Junction. Yeah. Our way. There we go. And then they just pulled him out. 
down in the Austin for his license. License. He didn't have license. He drove on his ID. And you know what that cop did? That cop started beating him. Like, gave him a few punches in the face and let him go. And let him go. Because he have power now because the army is here. You can do nothing. The army is here. That's my thing. It's, it's going to become now we, the army is here, but the police vans are starting disrespecting the people because they have the power now. And what are the cops like before the army moved in? Are they corrupt everywhere? With Yo! <laughs> For me, no, I can't understand, man. Like, I will say there's corruption, man, bro. I will say there's corruption because for me, it's like I can't understand how the cops can do a search at whoever's, whoever's house and not find anything. And they got hints. They get hints to go to the wrong house instead of going to the right house. Like me and my girlfriend was in this incident. Your, we were in this incident. No, we, we, we came from the shop. Say four or five vans pitched up at this old lady and this old uncle's house and started, how can I say, started barging in, man, without a warrant, nothing. They just got the tip they have to get there and started searching the place. And we were like, what the hell? This is old people. Why are you coming here and demolishing this, their place? Go somewhere else. The people know who's the real people. The police force needs to know who's the real people because why are the police here? And then this one officer got so angry, he started pointing my girlfriend in the face. Yeah, you don't tell me. I'm the officer. Where were you last night when I was running around chasing these gangsters? They shot us with 10 rounds and all that. I, and So I had to step in because you're disrespecting now. You're a police officer, but you, 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 you're pointing a person that you're serving, so that's disrespecting. So I was like, my bro, you can't disrespect it like that, pointing, how would you like I do this? And he's like, don't point me. And I was like, you see, you don't like it. But she's telling you the truth. You come to the wrong house. Why does it need to lead to this? A few cops came to my house also. They were looking for a Ricardo. I don't even know who's a Ricardo. <laughs> then it came one night in the way they had to rough me up to wake up. One midnight they came in, Knocking at the door, my auntie open. We're looking for a Ricardo. Sorry, sir. Yes, no Ricardo. Who's that guy? Is there someone else here? Yes. That's my that's my sister's son. He's sleeping. Wake him up. No, I can't wake him up. He's got work tomorrow. Hello, Mania. Hello. Hello. Just yeah. think like, oh, fuck. The cops. <laughs> The police or you what the, you have nothing illegal on you know but you feel so guilty like you just want to be like sir take me please yeah. because i just woke up i'm like oh, what yeah. the hell is like, hey is your name ricardo i'm like no my name is shamlin sir you want to see my id no 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 i don't want to see your id they start searching my room my bro i was like what the hell they start like halfway and i was like sir do you have a warrant and then he just left everything and just left the house. Close your door behind me, ma'am. And then my auntie locked the door and I was like, so we're going to leave it just like that. No, but they came to the wrong. It was a mistake that I don't believe. For me, in that type, for me, in so a sense, I don't believe that's a mistake, man. Because that's like, how can I say? It's a, a camouflage. What's a camouflage? Like. You, 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 like, you, you, you're hiding, like, I can make like this, put the blanket here. Yes. Then I come, I camouflage this beer. Then you won't know it's here. Or I put something here, like a, a, a box or something. You will just see the box. Mark will just see the box. And then you won't see the, 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 the beer. So they use fake addresses or they know our address, addresses. And then they send the cops there. Like, you will live at number 10, but you will get someone to phone to say the cops must come to number 2, which is where I live now. Then while they come searching my house, you sort out your stuff and hide it and push okay, it away yeah. or whatever. That's how it works. So if, if me and Mark had to take a stroll through Manenberg, 
like with our laptops over our back and just like, stroll through the town without you. Yo, they will be fascinated to see white people first. <laughs> because that's the, to be honest, Mark, um, Mike was there by me once. Yeah, but you, but you're I, his we bodyguard. Were, <laughs> I went, we were driving, and that's the thing. But without me, guys, like Mark could be toast. Are we and yeah. and Christian yeah. also? <laughs> are we? You just like what's bro? What's bro? So we bro? You just walk on. You just say I'm coming now. Ikum no. Then would, would we be stripped? You, it depends where you walk, no, but there will be like, I will say uh, 80%. Yeah. Let's give it the 80%. Which, and that's right here. You know what I'm saying? Which is wrong. For me, it's wrong because how can, think about it, man. Google later, it's next to Manenberg, no? But in Google later, there's Mzolis, no? Yes. Which is where all the tourists goes there. Yeah. No, but Google later is also a bad area. No? I don't understand how that even works. Then you get Kaya Kailitsa has got this place called Rands, which is also like Umzolis, but on a, a very higher market. It's a cool, cool spot. You can check on Google also Rands in Kailitsa. It's it called Rands. Away in Kailitsa. And how is it so safe there for tourists to go? Because, how can I say, basically that people, how can I say, the the person creating rants made that vibe with his neighbors to make it to make to make how can I say to make them understand. You see how rants look. Come on, man. That is such a cool place. I was never there, but the the, the how can I say the how the the, the news spread about rants. I was once at Umzolis. You know, like I wouldn't mind going there, but it's getting there, and it's going back that I'm also worried about. That's the thing. That's how can I say it's not it's not bad going to Rance to drive you drive on the uh, there's a white person Where? middle there. yeah are we cheekly yeah definitely European cheekly that's cool and that's for me so mad because why can't we create so a thing in Manenburg where we get Manenburg is not so a big uh, community it's a small it's a small place on its own Manenburg yeah. So we can create a cool spot where we can have tourists and that people to come visit our, that place like a hub. Mm. And that's how the place is going to become safer. <laughs> but basically that people made their community understand like, yeah, sure, that's nice, huh? I'm not building this for us, man. I'm not building this for me. I'm building it for us, everyone. Sure. So uh, Mark, Mark was telling me, and that's also like a big reason I wanted to bring you on, is um like the whole concept of this podcast has been like inspiring south africans through south africans and when mark told me that you've started doing that almost like a little program to help get kids out of gangs do you want to just tell me a little bit more about that that's that uh that's my girlfriend's uh it's a ngo a mpo yes uh, her name is jacqueline she started that uh it's a page on facebook we it, it's called face up manenberg I think there's no space, but you can check. I think Manenberg's one end, isn't it? I know it's two ends. Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. So this is this is Face Up Manenberg, where my girlfriend and me and a few uh, two of our friends, they started this um, page, not this page, but this group, where they take kids out of the community not out of the community but out of their own environment their own space man with their family and that to take you out to play but not only play but encouraging you to do something positive with your life give them some tips like the, we did that that was youth day that photos we had a peace march in Manenberg for youth day and that day they made actually peace that day that they made peace. You're kidding. Are we? How many people were there? Yo, we lot? were like a small group, but only young people. But the crazy part was <laughs> when we start marching, people on the side started mocking us. They were like, Why are you marching? There will be no peace. 
Why are you marching? Don't worry. That's the guy they killed, actually. That last picture. Trevor. That's the one. Like, over and just go. That one there? There. That's Trevor. He died. When? That was like a week before that march. He was mistaken as his brother. Oof. And he was such a cool IT. He was part of Face Up Group. He was part of the cool, the, the boy. That's my girlfriend there. No, not that one. Up, up, up. There we go. The one taking the selfie. Mm-hmm. There's more photos of her. And just check. She started Face Up Man. But oh, that's so great, man. And that's... So, so what does it involve? So uh, you say you take guys out of the community so they can also experience the world outside of Manenberg. In, in, in how can I say, equip them to come back to do some change a bit also, man. Not only equip you for the outside world, but to equip you also to come back and do something here also. And for me, it's a mad, it's a mad, how can I say, it's how can, this, this whole thing, man, it's like mad how it's happening for me because she's doing this now, she's working her ass off to make this work now. But then our community see it as like, bah. So, uh, people see it as, yeah, this is good, this is good. But where you need some support from the community, from this or that, some will support, but the others will be like, nah. That's nah, useless. There's no chance. What's my neighbor going to say if I'm going to do good? Yeah. What's he going to gossip about me if I help this, if I help that? And that's how it's, it's, it's mad, my bro. But. We we having a a second hand uh, second hand clothing store soon. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys info on that also. Okay, great. You guys can pop up and come join us. It's gonna be a can cool. we donate clothes? Yeah, cool. I got a lot of clothes. Actually, I'm to you can you can mic them mic them donated. Okay, cool. Uh, other other community uh, center donated also for us. We we're gonna do it, but that's in aid for actually for we office going for Women's Day. Where we're gonna take the women of men, but the, the ladies of the hood, sisters of the hood, we're gonna teach them how to not only look after themselves, but how to etiquette you, like equip you as a woman. You're the woman of this, you're the mother of this community. You birth these kids. You see, so yes. you need to be like the real mother. You need to stand up to become a mother, not only for your children, but like the whole community. And what about when you're bringing, what about, so I know you're doing a lot of prevention, getting, preventing kids from getting into gangs, but what about the kids that are already in gangs that you take out? Is there any recoil or like problems from the gang side when guys leave? That, yo, that, that happened once. I, I, like me and my friend, we have this, we also have this small record label called uh, King Records. Yeah. No. So we we got this guy. It's, we we started now like a month or two ago. You can check there on Facebook. It's still fresh. Uh, Is that the, a, the give top it one. A lock. It's still it's still fresh. We're still building on it. It's still raw, man. But for me, it's like nah, man. My part is like we we got the boy that can rap. His name is Eddie. But the thing was like your. He, he used to be a gangster. And you guys got him out of that? Are we? And then what, what was We the didn't get problems with it. Like, we didn't have problems because the gang he was in was, was, was the gang there by my side. Yeah. So it was understandable because they know what's my, what's my vision, man. Because and they, they don't threaten you about that? No. Because my thing is this. Some people were hated. Some people were hated. But the elders of the gangs... They understand me. And they are the rulers of it. So you need to make your whole gang understand what's my role in this place. Okay. That's cool. That's one thing I was worried about for you. I was like, cause if you start pinching up all the potential employees, I don't nah. see them being very happy about that. But it's amazing a- that even they can see, like, shit, like, I'm already stuck in it. But if, Biggie, if you can some, stop It's some fine. Guys, yeah, it's- yeah. They do that with me. Some one night I spoke to a group of like, like how can I gonna say say a group of fifteen years old, like four guys, four ladies. We were talking. And I was like, "Yo, guys, you know what? No, 
I pray, man. Like, I don't, I don't pray heavy, no. But I pray that you guys don't make a decision to go to the wrong way, man. Like, if you need help, talk to me. I don't, I can't do magic stuff, but, my bro, I can bust my fingers for you also, man. I can help my, I can help you bust your fingers. Because if you show me that, yo, piggy, I want it badly, I need a job, or whatever, my bro, do you see me? Give me a CV. I don't know. I, I can't promise you a job. But I can't promise you I'm going to throw it somewhere in. Wherever I, I see an opening, I'm going to throw it in. That's how I am. And if you need study work, I don't, I'm not a smart guy. I'm not a smart guy. But I know stuff you don't know, so I can help <laughs> you with that also, man. And we, and we, they were talking, they were like, yeah, Biggie, we tired of this, my bro. We stand every day on the corner, hustling money, one rand, two rand, three rands. Like, yeah, guys, man, start working for your own money. I know it's it's not easy <coughs> to say it because you dropped out of school at the early grade. But, my bro, you, have, you can't go that way, man. Don't go the easy way. But the easy way is not always the easy way. It's actually the easy way to die. That's that's what we spoke in. They were like, not our end, man. I just walked away because I, I sound a bit annoying also when I speak to guys like like the small guys and they're like this guy's high or something and then yeah. they walk away. But I don't mind, man. For me it's like so long I planted the seed in your head, man. You heard what I said, you listened. You didn't just like do your own thing, you were you were actually giving me your ear. So tonight or whenever you're gonna start thinking or meditating, my my words is gonna pop up somewhere. That's true, eh? Oh, yeah. And what's the what's the dream for you? Because is it just to help save one guy at a time, or is your plan to try bring Mannenberg back to what you remember it being? It was, it's both. It's both. I want to bring Mannenberg badly back to where it was. Do you think it's possible? It is. It is possible because our neighbor love is still there. Our neighborhood love is still there, like rock solid. But due to this new generation, this gangster on this type of level, our neighborhood love is fading away. Like back then, I be, when I grew up, nah, the saying in our in our in our culture was like, "Maiken is yoken," which means my child is your child. So when your child acts up and be naughty or something, and I see your child outside. And he's like doing, he's up to bad stuff. But I have the right to eat him, to discipline him at least. Because we must yes. neighbors, we understand it like that. I won't eat him for nothing. I will eat him only when he's wrong. Yeah. And, and you hit my child if, like, if like, he does something wrong. Are we, but now it's like, no, don't eat my child. Don't eat my child. Okay. Because this is not your child. But back then it was like that. But what changed that? The gangster. Are we? It's like, mommy, mommy, mommy. He's eating me. Auntie Dungus is eating me. Now we got we get so overprotective. Like, yay, my can I see how can I don't eat my child? This is not your puppet to eat around. It, it gets on that. And that's that's how it gets because I was your child is maybe 13 years old and he's a gangster. No? Yeah. But you know he brings money in your house. So if I'm going to discipline him outside and you know I'm going to eat him well good, because he's 13 years old and, and he wants to dude. be like a, <laughs> and now like first eating yeah. is a moment on the face and then you come out yeah 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 this is my child don't eat my child because you know at the back of my mind of your mind yeah if my son goes to hospital who's gonna bring some cash home who's gonna bring some money home that's hectic so we need it's gonna get to that overprotective level but oh yeah man that's man book but it's gonna get weird where it was, I'm gonna fight for it, my bro, Christian. My bro, blood, sweat, and tears, I don't care. Like, I've never been so committed, but for me, it's like one day, one day when I'm out there, my bro, I want to say proudly, like, yo, you guys know what? Or even like a situation where I'm in this, where we sit and having a, a, a podcast or interview again, or whoever interviews me, like, hey man, where you from? <laughs> I'm from Manenburg. I want to say proud. I'm from Mannenberg. And you, you that's you, the person that's talking to me, needs to know that your Mannenberg is a good place if this guy is so proud of it. Yes. You see? And that's why and 
I'm cha- I think it's also by the changing of one person at a time. My role is to change one person uh, and to make him understand that I'm not changing him also. He needs to change someone else also in his own capacity. Because ah, it's almost like tell a friend to tell a friend. Yeah, it's like paying it forward. Away. So I plant a seed in you. You go plant a seed in Mark. Because you guys are on your own. You connect on maybe, I don't know, Mark so good as you do. Yeah. Mark listened to me more than he'll listen to you. Are we? Yes. So I can tell you like Christian, then you, then you equip it in your own mindset. Okay. Now you start not changing your life, but a bit of your ways, man. Like just to be positive. Then you will see your blessings start coming. Good stuff will start happening. Now you start going to Mark. Like, hey, Mark. I think we need to stop this, man. We need to start with this. We need to plan for this. We need to set goals for this. And then Mark's going to understand you almost way better than me. Then you will see Mark is going to start fo- not following you, but he's going to start building with you. And each one, Mark will know someone else that's going to start building with him. And that's how we're going to build. It's almost like this is a, re- a rebuild situation. Like I'm just laying the foundation. The bricks need to come itself. The bricks yeah. just fall into each other, and then afterwards we start playstering it. That's I love that. Oh, yeah. I really love that. And I respect you, and I'm oh, excited yeah. to party in Manenberg. Right oh, <laughs> but I'm also yeah. that's the thing. I'm a DJ also. Is it? Yeah, I'm Mark's dying to release this just, music. You again. must just check there on 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 my on my page. Um, Shamlin Hendrix, my my name on my profile. Then you will see. Uh, it's S H A M L I N. Mark, I'm gonna find a video of you doing your party rock stuff. Yeah, my profile, that's my setup. Yo, DJ, you see, nice man. (laughs) That's my setup, guys. That's my setup. That's your important island now. I work at RTT, guys. (laughs) Where did you get the uh, nickname? Oh, big! Oh, Besides the fact that you're a massive no, user. I grew up. <laughs> I couldn't understand because when I was small and I didn't know Biggie, Biggie Smalls. Yes. To be honest with you guys, I didn't know Biggie Smalls when I was like still a young man, like four, five. I didn't know him, but mm. everyone called me like when I started talking, started when I started knowing stuff, and like you get on that age, like four, five, six. Yeah. Like starting school now. So you can also talk, listen, and the older kids called me, yeah, how oh, small Biggie, clean Biggie, small Biggie, clean <laughs> Biggie. Then I'm like, who is Biggie, guys? Because everyone is calling me Biggie, and I don't like it, man. <laughs> and then I started, then I saw, then, I, then the movie came out, The Victorious B.I.G. Yeah. I listened to his music. I, I started listening to his music. But when I saw who's Biggie, because I didn't have internet ex- access back then. Mm. Like computers were so poor and at our school the internet was so low. So you couldn't still search for a B- Biggie Smalls. That wasn't part of your work. Yes. You had to come search work and your resources. And then when I saw who was Biggie Smalls, I was like, shit, I actually look 90% like this guy. <laughs> Check me. Are we? We 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 gonna we gonna put that up. And that was mad, bro. When I realized it was Biggie, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, this is Biggie Smalls, and this is me, bro. (laughs) And but wait, when were you born? I was born in 1996. When was he assassinated? Uh, 94, I think. Just check here. 97. That's a year after me. Oh, imagine he died when. Yeah, yo, but I was I was one. No, I was I was a few months that time. That was before my one year old birthday. It's like a few months that time. I went and then when I saw who's this guy, I was like, yeah. Sorry, what date? On uh, I was 1996 at the 24th of November. November. Okay. Well, Tupac died in September 1996. Oh, yeah, but maybe like the cool part is it's like November, December, January. Four that's, months. That's so four crazy. months. 
Four months after I was born, Biggie died. So are we. His spirit actually came to me. Because at four months, that's where you start forming your face, <laughs> the features and all that stuff. <laughs> Bro, it's been such a pleasure, man. Thanks nah. for coming on. Cheers, guys. Bluetooth one more. Cool, man. Bluetooth. Cool. Roger nah. that, bro. Thanks for this, cool. guys. To Manenberg. Are we? To Manenberg is going better. It's That's getting bigger. That's <laughs> so far.